Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Malibu Sands volleyball champion, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. Uh, you must be referring to my uh, playing ability uh, of volleyball, beach volleyball, Yes. Uh, in this particular episode. I am, yeah. I'm referring to this episode, right. like usual. <laughs> okay. The adventure episodes, by the way. Yes, they are. And I looked ahead to really, I, I had a hard time wrapping my head around that, like every other week was an adventure, uh, as Franco has it. But he's right, it really is. Like next week, um, you're in the hospital, surprise. Uh, you're not at Bayside. Like you do really spend a lot of this season just not at school. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out why the network uh, NBC at that time would do something like this. Um, I think maybe because of the success of the show and then you just try to branch out or was this something that Peter Engel wanted to do? Or did he mention any of it in his book? You know, I started, I'll be honest with you, Mark Paul, I, I put the book down pretty early into our podcast because it seemed like there was multiple versions of the <laughs> truth going on. And without him here to sort of defend it, I, I felt weird bringing it up. And But I, I, will, I will revisit the, the section on, on this season because I am, I am curious. And I think, I think this is all pointing towards a Franco episode. I hope he can make the time. I know he's very busy. Um, but I do have, I have those same questions because it's like, it's certainly more, it's more money, you know? And generally speaking, that's not what the network is is interested in doing, is spending more per episode. But yeah, we are at the beach this week, and why not just dive on into a recap? How about that? Well, you know, you brought up something interesting before you go into your recap. It is it is more money to go on location. I mean, we, you, 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 the only way you can look at it is that Saved by the Bell was successful enough for us to go on location. I'm just, I find it interesting that they burned, not burned, but in, in a way, it wasn't like um, appointment television yeah. in a way, you know, because when you put money into something, you want to see your return. Um, but this almost, it's, it's just weird how they aired these, right? So you would air the original yeah. Say by the Bell at Bayside the half hour before and then burn these in the half hour afterwards, which why wouldn't you just have saved these? And just had its own run. Yeah, I mean that yeah, is that it's, is it's, it's interesting. That is the question. I guess the answer was syndication. They they were playing a long game, and these episodes would shine in syndication, where fans like me could have sworn you guys spent like thirty episodes at the beach club just because they're they're so different. Um, but yeah, they they clearly they clearly knew what they were doing, even if they maybe didn't know what they were doing. That's right. Okay. Day. And and we did six of these, and this is number two of six. Two of six. So there. So there. So if anyone out there is really good at math, it's like what? We're 40, 30 something percent in? I don't know. I'm not great at math. Sure. If you told me 30 or 40. I, it's I, between I, 30 and 40, yeah. I think. All right. Sure. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great, 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 great start to this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, and man. in case you. In well, case- at, least it's, at least it's shining at the beach, right? Yeah. It's it's always sunny at the beach. It's not super overcast or gray constantly or anything over in Malibu. Uh yeah. Uh well let's just dive on in, Mark Paul. Why not? Uh Zach wants to buy the sixty six Mustang for sale in the Malibu Sands parking lot. He learns Mr. Carosi is selling it for two thousand dollars, but all he has is fifteen hundred. Zach sees Mr. Carosi's rivalry with North Beach over the annual volleyball game and offers to help take the Malibu Sands to victory with the gang in exchange for better treatment at work and selling the car to Zach at a discount. The gang isn't great at volleyball until they recruit a tall guy on the beach, 
Things are looking good until Screech injures their new star player's foot. Stacy steps into play after her dad tripled his bet. Malibu Sands wins, and Zach gets his Mustang. And we're in Act 1. And I would be... I mean, I can't help but note, Mark Paul, wasn't your first car a Mustang? Yeah. Uh, my first car in the 90s was a new uh, GT uh, Mustang. And uh, Mario uh, had a convertible Mustang before I did, and as well as uh, um, uh, a newer uh, model as well. Uh, yeah, but uh, classic cars, Mustangs weren't my thing. Hmm. Um, I remember being that age and looking at, at cars, and mine was, uh, I, I, I was a fan of Porsches. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to buy like a, a used Porsche. I'm glad I didn't because I would have spent all my money on repairs. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was my <laughs> thing. I liked European cars more than the American cars. But I, I did, my first uh, vehicle was a Ford. And I, I drive a Ford to this day. I'm a, I'm a Ford guy. Supporting American autos. Love it. But I, I really appreciate the European stuff. And if I could, I'd, I'd have a Porsche as well. <laughs> one of these days, Dashwell, that, that days. is my, uh, one, that is my dream car is getting like a, uh, you know, like a GT3 or GT4. Oh my God. That is a dream car. That is, that is a uh, car of dreams. I'm telling you. It's an everyday car though, too. I keep telling my wife that. I'm like, babe, I could drive it every day. It's, it's an everyday car. It has back seats. Yeah. Oh, does it? Or how could you fit one whole bag of groceries back there between the two of them? Yeah. Yeah. I could. I, if I chop my kids' legs off, um, I could put them back there. Uh, so it's it's you know it's a toss up. Yeah. Kids' legs. Do I want kid kids with legs or do I want this car? This doesn't At even the seem moment, like much of a I want yeah. kids with legs. Oh, okay. But I was going to go the other. That way. could change. Yeah. That could change. Uh, well, this brings us to the the Malibu Sands parking lot for Act One, where Zach, uh, you know. I guess they they really did they use that same helicopter shot to open up each episode? I think they might have. Why not? Speaking of spending money, not cheap to get the helicopter well, in the air. I mean, so far, two out of six. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Which is like what? Thirty something percent, let's call it. Um now that that car that we pull up in, is that Slater's jalopy from uh from what episode was that where he Oh interesting. Remember, I, I don't think it it's is not. Though. No, it's not. But it does that was a Chevelle. Yeah. And it was red, I believe. It why just, didn't? Why did? Why wouldn't they just have carried that? Like, great question. You know what I mean? They didn't think we'd notice. Like, I mean, I no continuity. That's that's important. That's what makes Breaking Bad so amazing. It was the continuity, right? So season <laughs> yeah. four, it, there'd be continuity from season one. It was just. Uh, I think the fans appreciate that. Do you know the uh, this will this will be good for the fans of Say by the Bell to talk about Breaking Bad for a minute. Do you know yeah. the thing with the watch continuity, like in season five, where there's a scene towards the end of Breaking Bad, folks, not a big spoiler, but Walter White takes off his watch in the back of season five and like puts it on a payphone, and it's this like big dramatic moment, and fans tried to read into it, and they were like, "What does it mean?" Vince Gilligan came out and said the reason he takes off his watch is because we already shot a scene at the beginning of five that takes place after that payphone, And he wasn't wearing a watch at the time. And someone said, wait a minute, he didn't have a watch in the future. We need to write something in where he ditches this watch that he's now gotten in the middle of the season. It means nothing. It just means that we were trying to make sure he suddenly isn't wearing a watch for no reason. I appreciate that though. Me too. You know, when I, you're I love watching, it. I love, it. <laughs> I, I, I love those little things. You know, that I, I think those little things add up to a, a really big thing. And, and what you get is a show like, 
you know, Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad, which Say by the Bell was not trying to be Breaking Bad. It is not, but I, I do, I do no. agree. It would have been and never compare the, the two because I did that in the past. <laughs> We've done it and many I times. Got on called this out podcast. for it. <laughs> we do it almost but every I, week. I, I remember I got a call. I I, I got a call from TMZ because somewhere down the line, I remember I was riding my bike. I was actually close by this beach club. I remember getting this call. I was riding on PCH on my, on my bicycle. uh, And I got a call from TMZ and I don't know why I picked up, um, but I picked up and they wanted me to clarify a statement that I said, where I compared the writing of Saved by the Bell to the writing of Breaking Bad. And I said, they, you just couldn't compare the two. I mean, Breaking Bad is just brilliant. And um, that, that sunk me. Yeah. That I, I just made a me. face. I made a face. At, yes, you I, did. Because I, I, know, I know the yep. games they play. I know what they're doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I had to clarify my statement. Uh, what, ridiculous that I had to, to take that call and explain myself. I mean, really? I mean, you, you can't compare the two. No. I mean, people Can say that you? about apples and oranges, but like I could compare those a little bit. They're both fruit. Can you? Know. Yeah, I mean, one's, you can, sure, you can compare things. It's just kind of a, a waste of time, uh, which is a fun way to start this, <laughs> this podcast about, <laughs> about the episode where Zach um, plays volleyball to get a Mustang. But you're right. That, I mean, that is probably Slater's dad's car, and they're both into American cars, and he took his dad's out because it's a convertible. I don't know. That's the. I mean, that's me trying to answer it after the fact, but I don't know. You're right. It should have been his other car. They should have just kept it going. We get a little joke here about check out those curves. You know, we get some like adult stuff here, but it's nothing compared to the adult joke that's about to get made in the uh, Malibu Sands lobby. <laughs> Screech saying, even with her top down, I wasn't thrilled talking about the car to the girls when they think, yeah, they're talking about that's a funny. lady. So that's now, a- that was good writing. That was really good writing, by the way. Still, you can't compare the two of Breaking <laughs> Bad and Saved by the no, Bell. No, no, no. But for for you know for for a kids' show on a Saturday morning, that was some uh, some brilliant writing right there. Certainly edgy. I, I that flew way over my head um, up until I think watching this. This time, <laughs> I was like, "What?" I didn't realize Screech was making a joke about boobs at the country club where they work, but <laughs> he sure was. Right? Hasn't even had his coffee yet. Um, we're also still tracking Lisa got them her job and it's it's this kind of funny dynamic like Mark Paul watching people fight over phones or like hover by phones in this show is really a thing that is lost forever there's there's no need to be like can I use your phone anymore this this whole device we've seen over and over now it's gone no now you're in distress if you ask for somebody's phone like yeah. can I borrow your phone like oh my god you must be in, in this something, must be an emergency yeah something really went wrong. wrong something really something really bad happened if you want to use a phone it, back then it's like hey can I just talk to someone for 12 minutes <laughs> and Jesse has to be like no get away from here in this one spot like you couldn't move you either. Move. like yeah. now with your phone I just put my ear pods in and I continue with my work yeah oh my god a, a cordless phone was such an innovation to have a cordless to have a cordless phone in your house what a luxury and we get this uh, cool little shot from Don we seamlessly travel from the lobby into the dining room not bad work Don make use of this set uh, and we learn here is Zach uh, Zach takes out his phone because of course he brought it to work uh we can see Zach's phone is getting smaller with the time. Zach is upgrading. Pretty cool. He is rich. <laughs> if you could do Moderni- that. Modernizing. Yeah, modernizing. I'm having a hard time saying that because I'm so drunk right now. Oh my modernizing. God. Modernizing. That sounds great. 
it's noon. You should. You, you might have a real problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or do I? Or do maybe you don't. Maybe it's all under control. Uh, I looked up both those phones. I think they're both Motorola's. That's a they useless are. fact. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Carosi with a phone that slightly more resembles Zach's old one, and we get that nice pink split screen. Gotta love it. Uh, I did the math. So oh, go ahead, Mark Paul. Yeah, you did. You you said you were gonna do the math. I did. So the Carosi wants, or or I, I I love the fact that I keep hacking his name. I love you know, it's that, a good that joke, whole yeah. run of Grossy, Carosi, yeah, Greasy. It's, it's great. Love it. Um, <laughs> Such disrespect for this man who's giving you a job. <laughs> Uh, but he wants uh, two thousand dollars for uh, that uh, '66 Mustang convertible. Well, he wants two thousand dollars, but he also wants six dollars and fifty-two cents, and not a penny more. <laughs> it's some needlessly finite particular number. Uh, but the math there is it translates to roughly three thousand nine hundred thirty-four dollars and twenty-eight cents because Carosi's stickler for the pennies. Uh, that that doesn't strike me as like a t- maybe for I mean I guess the the 60s were closer to the 90s that doesn't seem like a lot for this car if it's in like good no. shape it doesn't seem like a lot and and having bought used cars before when the price is that low you you have to think like oh something's wrong with it yeah um the I looked that car up the original and again this is the, I I looked it up on the internet so take, take it, with it a grain for a grain of salt, salt right yeah Yes, but the original MSRP of that car was about twenty seven hundred in nineteen sixty six. In nineteen sixty six, so it's he's he wants less than what the MSRP was for in sixty six. Now a low end vehicle again. This is off the internet. Uh, Disclaimer. Yeah, Uh, the low end for that car is about fifteen thousand. The high end. Mm. Would be about sixty five thousand, and so the average of that car is about forty two thousand. Now so, we're doing math. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the fact that he only wants two thousand dollars for that car—it's got to be—is kind of a steal. Yeah, there's, it's got to it, be a clunker. It, there's probably some. It probably has no engine, uh, just a bed of spikes <laughs> for seats. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine there's some real, real problems with that car. Nothing against American autos, by the way. Uh, we'll say all cars have problems. But yeah, buyer I'm beware. A, I'm I guess. not a convertible guy. Uh, I'm not a convertible guy. Are you? I would like to be, but have I'm you ever not. had a convertible? Really, no, never, you would like to be? I would like to be. I would like to be the kind of person oh, who man. who could own a convertible. I don't know what that but says about you? It's I'm too practical. Like I'm just too practical to be like I. I but I would I would like to be a person who is a convertible guy. But I think I'd need two cars. I don't think I could have like my daily driver be a convertible. That seems it just doesn't seem practical. Although I you guess know, they, they do have the hardtop ones. Yeah, I know they're they're no, now. but I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's like the 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 canvas goes over. Yeah, so then you're protected. So it's not a convertible all the time. I I know that, but it's they're not. It look, I get it, but it it seems like first of all, it seems like inviting one more set of eventual problems into your life by having a mechanism by which the roof comes off of your car. It seems like down the road you're gonna have some kind of issue. But also, just like the the rear window, yeah, you're gonna have cancer. That that's, that's the, the issue problem. you're gonna have. <laughs> that's what you're gonna have later on. Oh, that's the practicality uh, issue. It, that's it, the perk. I just remember as a kid, like convertible windows. They've gotten better, but they were always like the rear windows and convertibles were were not good until because they, they were they weren't glass until like the last 10, 15 years or so. Like it was it's so it was like that shitty plastic kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? It would always be like foggy yeah. in the back of a convertible. It'd be hazy. Yeah, it, you, it was hazed. You're sacrificing something, but I I do think they're cool and I think they're fun and 
I mean, I'd rent a convertible. Sure, why not? That's what I was going to ask you. So if you're on vacation, like in Florida or Hawaii, somewhere hot. If it's an option, You would rent a convertible. Absolutely, yeah. Why not? I'm living. Right. I'm. I'm, a, I'm living a different life for a few days. Sure, I'm a convertible guy. Man, no, <laughs> not for you. No, there's, there's no, there's, there's. And I think it's such a shame. Like when we're talking about Porsches or something yeah. like that, you know, when they take these really beautiful cars and they make them convertibles, I think it just takes away the lines of the car. And I don't know. Well, I just, I don't feel safe in them. I mean, there's another factor. If you roll, you are. You better just. Hope that you were on yeah, good terms with the people you love. You're not going to see them again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, and then you're just exposed, and it's like I don't yeah. know. It's it's kind of like a look at me kind of car. Sure, you know, you, you're you're begging people to look at. There's there's no. Oh, I'm not I'm not begging anyone to look at me, Mark Paul. I promise you that. <laughs> and it wouldn't be yellow. Well, you you mentioned Porsche a few times. What about the Targa? That seems like a happy medium between convertible and hardtop because you you maintain the no. lines, but you get yeah, the you no. get the roof roof off. Not for no. you. Okay. No, no, I got me. you one for your birthday. Although, I'll return it. <laughs> yeah, please return it. Um, uh, I have a uh, 1978 Trans Am. Mm. Uh, it does not have the T-top. I wish mm. it did. Like yeah. that's a kind of cool. Like if you're gonna go convertible, but you know, yeah. just be a little open. Like uh, it's like an open sunroof in a way. Right. Like that T-top is, I think, is the happy medium that I find acceptable that I would actually have. I got uh, But my 78 does not have a T-top. Okay, now I got a burning question about sunroofs. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you cover your sunroof with the canvas or is your sunroof open? Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're, Do when, I put the shade? When the, you mean like, when yeah, I'm driving? Like, yes. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, uh, <laughs> I have a sunroof. I, I barely use it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sensitive to... Uh, being exposed to the sun when I'm driving. I think most of the issues that I've had with, uh, you know, aging sure. is all on the left side of my body. And it's, it's primarily from that, you know, from driving, from, oh my from God. being on the driver's side window. It's exposure. Absolutely. No, no, no. Interesting. Wow. It's ex- absolutely exposure. Check your left hand. Uh, your left hand will. Oh my God, it's not even there. It's just a nub. What happened? (laughs) I should have never gone to the driving. I should have never gone to the driving in Los Angeles. (laughs) Um, But no, like I I do have sun damage to the left side of my neck, the left side of my face. Um, Yeah, left side of my hand. Uh, Wear sunscreen, folks. Yeah. Don't. Well, well, that's the thing too. I, I, I I bet you. uh, You were not almost anything. We were not wearing sunscreen during any of this filming. And that's the number one thing now when we go through the um, the process of makeup. In this time and age, that's the first thing the makeup artist will put yeah. on your face is sunscreen. Even yeah. even if you're working indoors, it's sunscreen and then uh, you're, they apply the makeup. Yeah, well, wear sunscreen, folks. It's good for you. Um, I leave my, <laughs> my sunroof open, by the way. I feel claustrophobic with the, with the shade. I don't know what that is. Like even when the sunroof is not open, like open to the air, I like... Like I don't pull the, I, for some reason it feels claustrophobic. I can't explain it. Well, have you ever driven a Tesla? We have one of those as well. No, I have not driven a Tesla. Amazing car because the front, uh, the front windshield kind of goes beyond mm. the normal height of a windshield and it feels very open and That's it almost cool. feels like you're, you're looking, you know, out of bubble. Uh, your, your, your panoramic view has just become even more, uh, 
panoramic. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, it's maybe, one of the first two. things you notice when you get into a, 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 a Tesla, or maybe it's just the Model X, that we, yeah. w- which we have. But it, it just has a very big front windscreen, which makes you feel like you're not boxed in. Hmm. Okay, well, so well done, Well done, Elon Musk, if, yeah. if I must say so myself. Yeah, good job on that one. A mixed bag on some of the other stuff, Elon. <laughs> And here we are at the the Malibu Sands of, you know, Carosi's not going to budge on his price. He's very clear about that. Um, we get this rivalry. Uh, first of all, we get Zach being a truly terrible waiter, Mark Paul. This is just shameful waiting um, or serving. Whatever he's doing, he's doing a bad job. Uh, but this this rivalry between North North Beach. So, like, what does that mean? Like, Ventura County? Like, they're just, they're just north. Um, and I just love that everyone on this show is like a degenerate gambler. Like no one on this show blinks at like throwing five hundred dollars down. I guess Zach and Slater would bet like fifty bucks, but like these are big kids. Kind of makes me wonder what was happening behind the scenes. If like a, if there was a whole bunch of gambling in the writers' room, <laughs> I've never gambled. I'm not a big gambler. I, I I don't like. I like the game. Yeah, they usually play. Yeah. To gamble with, but I don't like gambling. Like I like horse racing. I like sure. cards. Yeah. Um, sports, you know, things you gamble on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, man, do I hate losing money. Like I even at least if lost a hundred bucks, I would, I would go out of my mind. Mm, yeah. You kind of have to, I mean, gambling is not for winning money. It's really like an inner, it's like you're spending, you really need to just look at it as like, I'm spending money to be entertained because you will never win in, in gambling really in the long term. Uh, that's how it's designed. Speaking of math. <laughs> and uh, we get this information here that, Karosi is baited by the use of the word chicken, which stands out to me from the second two Back to the Future movies. Uh, this was like a specific time in pop culture where it seems like you could get adult men to do anything by calling them chicken. Doesn't work on me. You can call me chicken all day long. I don't, I'm not going to blink at that. It's not going to make me do something stupid. I don't know what that was about you, you, protagonist. You, you mean the word chicken doesn't trigger you? No, I'm not. See how I, I use the word from the past and the I get word it. from the future. It's from a current. You're, yeah, well, you're, it's yeah. a convergence of ideas. I get it. Oh my god, we're like we're like <laughs> we're like teachers. Uh, no, it doesn't trigger me. And I like the whole bok 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 thing. If someone started bok bok boking at me to get me to do something, I would laugh so hard. I think I'd have to go to the. Ho- I think something would pop in my brain from laughter. <laughs> but it wouldn't. It wouldn't cause me to be like, oh, he's bok bok boking. <laughs> I better race this guy. I better do something stupid. I better bet $500, but uh, it works on Karosi. Uh, and we get the information that Slater's all city in four sports. I assume that to be I I, I had to look that up. Football. I had to look that up, though. What What is like, all city? Yeah. Is that the Palisades? Is that Los Angeles? I think it's, it's got to be LA. All city in the Palisades? Who's he competing with? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> all city I mean, in the Palisades. You just show up, you get all city in the Palisades. No, I, right. I yeah, I think he's but, that must mean LA. I think it means Okay, so look, I, look, wrestling. I, yeah, wrestling. Football. Football. And then what else? <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> uh hey Well, that was his joke, not mine, but that's was his favorite sport. Maybe baseball. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going no. on. There are four sports. Track in some way. Maybe. I, mean, I guess they, they, he's not. they do play basketball. You'll be playing basketball next week. It, it it seems like a stretch, but mm, sure, it is a stretch. But anyway, okay. Maybe he's Zach was lying. Four sports. Wait, why don't we consider that? Maybe Zach was just <laughs> oh, lying. That. He's, he's lying about the rest of it. 
Why yeah. not? Lie about that too. Um, and that brings us, speaking of lies, to the Malibu Sands patio where we meet our undefeated team. Technically not a lie because they've never played. So sure, undefeated. I have here in my notes, Mark Paul, this is Zach's second week on the job, consecutive week, where he's using like leverage to squeeze Corosi. Last week he was selling hot dogs. Now he's holding $500 bet over his head. It's What does he think of John yeah, and he's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> An opportunity is what, yeah. he, what he sees. Um, but so he, he's helping Corosi with this so that he could take $500 off the sale of his Mustang. Right. Now, if I'm sitting there and I'm the other people in this equation, why am I doing what this? am I getting what out am of I getting it? Out why of am it? I doing this? Like, well, am I just yeah. another good friend? Like, they're just good friends again. Like, again, it's like Zach's doing something for his benefit, but what does it benefit them to do this for Kurosi? You know, you know, well, they're, they're getting preferential treatment at work. Like they're getting, he's going to be like, sweet, sweet Kelly. She's like, and you got to be nice to us now. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, Kelly, it's like, are they feeding no, you at home? Like what is going on at the Kapaski house? <laughs> um, you got to be nice to me, please. Uh, but they're like, in a way, when one of your friends gets a car in high school, you get it. Like it is a win for everyone. But really these guys have Stockholm syndrome. They've been Zach's like captor for so long that, that they'll just go with his whims. That's. That's what's going on, I guess. It's something to do. I mean, it beats working. I'd rather play volleyball than work, sure, certainly. Uh, and of course, this haggling back and forth, $1,500, not a penny more. That's the way it's got to go, right? I'm a bad haggler, Mark Paul. Can you, are you, how, how do you operate in a haggle situation? I don't like the exchange of like, even watching a show like Pawn Stars stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I let my reps do it. Mm. You know, I just, uh, just, uh, that's what I pay my agents ten percent for. Yeah, right? well, I don't mean I don't mean the the business stuff. I mean in like <laughs> like, like do you bring your reps in to life. like a farmer's market? <laughs> like, oh sure, all the time. Uh, no, like you know, <laughs> you when, must have when, a good relationship you, with them. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I can do a bit of good cop bad cop with my wife. You know, ah, um, that kind of haggle. I usually like we 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 play that kind of game. Yeah. Where we get a price, and then she'll go, "Well, I'll bring it to my husband." And then I look mm. at it, and I go, "Oh, I don't oh, know about man. this." And then she goes back. She goes, "You know, my husband doesn't." Uh, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to do it at that price. price. I would love. I would. I would love to. I would. I, I, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> <laughs> my son of a bitch husband. <laughs> yeah. So we 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 play that game quite a bit, but I have a hard time like. You know, if somebody says, "Oh, this is worth five dollars," and I go, "No, it's worth three. I have, I can't you know? do it. I don't have that bone in my yeah. body. And I have a friend who is so good at it. He is like a mercenary at this thing. He'll haggle on things where I'm like, "There's no that price is is been printed in ink for centuries, and you're like trying to get two dollars off of it." And he just he he yeah. can. Some people can do it. I don't have that. Bone. I have I have friends that do it with almost everything. Yeah, it's crazy. haggle anything like. You know, going going to dinner and and they'll be like, "Wait, this is fifteen dollars." No, I'm not no, paying no, no, this. No, no, and you're like, well, it's, "It's printed on it a menu." It says it. They they printed it. It says it. You 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 can't haggle the price of food. Like that's that's what. It, but what I will haggle on, and I've always done a pretty good job. I feel um, is haggling on cars. Hmm. Like I have no problem, you know, going in there with my research that I've done hmm. on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> going in there and saying this is what I want to pay. So yeah. cars are different. Um, well, I is, did that's haggle. on story. Then this is a car episode. Yeah, yeah. I did haggle my uh, seventy eight uh, uh, Trans Am. Hmm. 
the guy wanted uh, you know more for it, and I knew what he was going to mm. give my. See, the way I got it was my friend uh, knew a guy with a '78 Trans Am. And my friend said he wants to sell it to me for this price, but that's because I've been his friend for you know, right? Uh, many I've years. earned it. I've earned this price. I've earned putting it. up with his bullshit. I said, "Well, I wonder what he would give it to me for." And he goes, "No, no, no. I'd probably, you know, not that price because you're not his friend." Mm-hmm. I use that information, and that's what I got it for. You use that as like a baseline uh, of like, I won't get to this price, but I can probably get a little around it. No, I went to the. I just you went, went to, that to that price. You went right to that. Oh, price. Yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wanted, uh, you know, probably fifteen hundred dollars more than what that price was, and I, I ended up 15. saying, "Would you? I mean, in a crazy world, would you take? It would for, I look? Look, just if yeah. let's just pretend we were best friends for like five years. Would you take this money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I did, and he ended up taking it, and I was very happy with that uh, with that purchase. Look so. at that. Doing some real life Zach Morris stuff there. Over over fifteen hundred dollars, seemingly the magic number. <laughs> Everything's connected in ways we'll never understand. Um, and we also get here. It's been uh, what eleven years of this volleyball contest. So this is not just about money or cars for Mister Carosi. Much like Belding, who he is a hybrid character of Tuttle and Belding. I think I'm going to plant that flag in the ground again. Um, this is about his pride. He's a prideful man. The adults in Saved by the Bell are prideful, uh, and Zach exploits that left and right. All day long. You know, I was just thinking about like haggling for prices and stuff. I think less of that happens now because uh, we now have a thing called social media. And that's where I think a lot of the haggling goes. So a lot of the times, um, you know, somebody will say, oh, I'll do this work for you, but it's going to cost, let's throw a number out there, $2,000. And you're like, well, could you give it to me for 500 if I give you some social media love? Ah, ah, the, the the, the little influencer bump. Yeah. Yes, or for free. I mean, a lot of the times people are expecting things for free because they have a certain amount of followers and uh, can give you exposure. So I think that's how the modern day haggling, uh, the direction that that's gone in is is using your your social media weight. It's like a barter uh, system. To get you a better deal. Yeah, yeah, you're you're making these these non-tangible and money trades. Uh, And I would say if you can can get someone to redo your kitchen or something and you can just post about it on Instagram, you're winning at life. Good for you. <laughs> you unlock the secrets of the universe. Yeah, I try, I I I have a hard time doing that. Like, you yeah. know, there's there's work that I need to have done to my Trans Am mm-hmm. and I've dealt with manufacturers and part of me just goes, you know what? I'm just going to pay for this thing. Yeah. I don't want to deal with like the totally. the the haggling aspect of it. I don't want to be I don't want to have to put things on my Instagram or uh, you know uh, just just to get a, a, a muffler to get you know? five hundred dollars like, off. Or something. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'll just pay the five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, or, or or more. Um, but I do see the the benefit of it. I just I, I'm just not very good at that. Like I, if I had a representative speaking on my behalf and doing the the legwork of like you know taking the photo and and. Um, you know, like a team that you yes. see all these influencers that they have. You have, have to give a really up more good... percent, Mark Paul. You want that team? That's going to cost you some percent. You know those points. It does. <laughs> it does. I, does. They, they I, had, I, yeah. I know. I, I was on a show a while ago, and I had a team. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that that helped me post things, and that cost money. It's, probably looked like me. It's, 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 it's probably four guys that look like me. <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Yeah, here we are at the 
the Malibu sand. Oh God, Carosi's please is so funny. He really is great. What a what a wonderful wonderful character Leon Carosi is. Uh, the gang is practicing, um, and we meet one Tad Pogue. Uh, he's the guy who puts his arm around Stacy. That would be Eric Dane in his first role ever. Uh, folks, if you're wondering who Eric Dane is, he's been on Wonder Years, Roseanne, Charmed, 139 Grey's Anatomy episodes. Uh, and of course, he is Cal Jacobs, Nate's father on Euphoria. Eric Dane, folks. I think you, um, I'm going to correct you on on his character's name. I, th- I believe it's Tad Polk, P-O-L-K. I had Pogue on IMDb. On IMDb, what the hell is that? IMDb. Uh, but maybe. I mean, I Pogue and Polk sound kind of similar. It's it, on on my Hulu captions. Mm. It said uh, P O L K Polk. Well, uh, you have it as Pogue P O Q U E P O G U. Look, I'm gonna go to IMDb. Or is it G U E? I'm gonna go to IMDb real quick in real time on this episode. <laughs> we are we are we are gonna call each other liars and frauds. It's Pogue on IMDb, but it also is uncredited. So maybe it was Poke and the person who put it on IMDb was wrong, or it's one or the other. Go get him, Twitter. Yeah, go come find me. Come to where I live. Yell at me, please. <laughs> come at me. <laughs> I wish I wish somebody would. That kind of day. <laughs> um, he looks young here. I didn't recognize him. I had to like Google it to double check that's who that was. I, I Yeah. It's it's so interesting. Like I I've I've been around Eric Dane. We were on the same network for a while. We we're on TNT. He was on the last ship and I was on Franklin Abash at the time and we would go to these functions and I just thought I've known Eric, you know, just from being in the business. I I totally forgot until I saw your notes yeah. that that is Eric Dane. Like I I, I was I, like really? I had no idea. And I even looked at him cuz I I was like that's the dad from Euphoria. <laughs> I had to like look at pictures side by side. <laughs> um but no, it sure is. And you guys, I mean, Stacy clearly has a thing for boys in bright, <laughs> bright neon shirts. She's flanked by them. I like Zach's outfit here, by the way, Mark Paul. I think that's cool. I think that's a cool summer yeah, twenty twenty one outfit. I I might have picked that out myself. That those colors. Uh, later on, I'm going to be wearing some neon yellow shorts, these quicksilver shorts, and I believe those were my personal shorts, or at least I I took them uh-huh. from wardrobe and made them my personal shorts from the Gosla collection. <laughs> Don really getting these nice, giant, tall shots of the volleyball court to get a sense of the height of the game. Pretty cool stuff. Again, for kids back in uh, Nebraska or wherever, it's like, hell yeah, we're on the beaches of Malibu now, baby. Um, and we get the knack break off of Screech getting a head injury. Yeah, that that head injury, that uh, the ball, I mean, it was, it was a... You know, a little lob over the net, and uh, he does a header, yeah. which, uh, you know, if you've played soccer or, right. or football, as they football. say, across yeah. the pond. Men of culture would say, um, right. Yeah. Uh, he just had a header, but he gets a, uh, he gets a uh, head injury from, uh, from volleyball, which is a thing, by the way. If mm. you look up concussions from mm. volleyball, it is a legit thing. Uh, and there was a very interesting article that I read in the LA Times about a... Uh, uh, a female volleyball player that uh, pretty much ended her career after having um, Whoa. Uh, a concussion from volleyball. So no it way. is a real thing to, oh get, my God. Yeah, to I, get concussions from volleyball. Well, look, uh, we are just like the most fragile little flesh blobs full of blood. So anything can get you anytime is the convertibles included in volleyballs, I guess. Uh, but no, I, I took this as like a joke thing. I didn't realize you could actually get intensely injured from a volleyball to the head. Because they, they're, they're like, they're hard, but it's not like a... Um, 
I don't know, I'm thinking like a, like a water polo ball even is like much harder, you know, like a volleyball no, is not like. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm thinking you're going to get a, you're, you're not going to get a concussion from what we see no. in this uh, uh, scene with, you know, like, <laughs> yes. like I said, he literally does a header. It's when somebody spikes a ball, Got it. you know, the ah, force yes. of that coming at you. Oh God. Um, yeah. That would do some damage for sure. It would do some damage if it missed if it missed your hands and, and got you directly in the face. But I mean, look at what soccer players do. I mean, that 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 always amazes me when they can, uh, you know, when someone's doing a penalty kick and they take it right to the head. <sighs> yeah. It's crazy. I mean, um, I, but it, it is crazy. Concussions yeah. are no joke. I mean, yeah. you, you you could suffer after a concussion. You can suffer from mental health and depression and anxiety. Um, yeah. so please, if you, if you ever have a concussion or your child has a concussion, please go get it checked. That's get it my checked out. Don't take a nap. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you want to know. That's my, <laughs> that's my service for today. That's official podcast advice. <laughs> um, we also get the, uh, in the volleyball sequence, we get like this editing technique that happens throughout, um, of like seeing the same shot three times in a row. I, I really like it a lot. I think it's a cool little edit trick. Um, that you don't see every day. And we're in the Malibu Sands uh, on the beach again. Uh, ticking clock. Classic. Act two. Yeah, act two. Uh, classic screenwriting device here, folks. We have one day to come up with something or else the hammer's going to drop. Uh, and Zach comes, I mean, this is an act of God. The tallest man on earth just happens to walk by. Gary, played by the six foot ten in real life, in case you thought it was like a camera trick. Dark Sevier. Hope I'm saying that right from IMDb. Uh, this is his only acting role. He did some other behind-the-camera stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is his one-and-done in Hollywood is being the tall guy from the beach volleyball episode. I think he did a really good job, by the way. If yeah. this is his only acting credit. He did. He did do a good job. I mean, I guess also, though, like it's one of those things where when you're, when you're that tall, holy crap, people, you, you just know, like you, you, are, you are an actor already, because you have a script of people want to come up to you and do these scenes with you constantly. Like, how's the air up there? How's the, like when yeah. you're, when you're that freaking tall, you are just, it is, you talk about it on a daily basis. So like, it would make sense. He's naturally very good at playing the tall guy who people want to talk to about it. Yeah. Uh, and also just to, to give our audience uh, sort of a mental picture of what this guy looks like. He looks like a, a, a Tony Hawk yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. version. He's got, you know, Kind of that 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 same sort of look, gangly, six Lanky, foot ten. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a guy like this, I mean, if you see a guy like this walking around, you're like, oh, you must play. You would you basketball? Play, and then if they don't, the the response was like, oh, but you should. It's oh, like fuck you. You should. Did you play <laughs> beach volleyball? Oh, oh you really you, should. You should. I, I feel. I you feel mind your business. Sort of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel. Um, I don't know what I feel. I've. I've. I, not bad, but I. I. I feel like. You know, when when you're this tall, you're limited, yeah. right? It's 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 you're limited in in the type of uh, place you can live, and yeah. the 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 uh, type of car you can purchase, and the type of clothes you. I mean, it's, you a, it's like a constant class. struggle. It's, it, it's not it's not an option to fly first class. It's like you have to because you need the room for your legs. You also are probably going to die sooner. When I see a really tall person, I'm just like, their life expectancy is lower than someone who's a little closer to the ground. Hmm. So what do you think the perfect height would be for, for a, a male? I don't know. I mean, from what I understand about dating apps, which I'm not on, but from what I understand, you want to be six foot tall. Anymore. Anymore. Uh, 
you want to be six foot tall. That seems there's there's some there's some height based discrimination in the dating pool <laughs> around men who are under six feet tall. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my biggest thing with being a shorter guy is concerts. Like I cannot see things the same way in crowds as a tall person. That seems to me to be the biggest advantage of a tall life. But I don't know. I I, I love that I can sit wherever. I can fit in the back seat of a Porsche if I need to. It's not. It's not going to kill me, you know. It's like I I appreciate that. I don't I don't yeah. I don't mind being short, except in live music settings. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, it would be nice to kind of see what's going on here. Yeah. See, I I'm I I'm six foot, probably a little bit shorter now, but that's what it says on my um, resume that I'm six foot. My wife is six foot plus. Hmm. On a good day, uh, you know, depending on who you, who you ask. Sure. Uh, so our kids are going to be rather tall. I hope my son is somewhere around six three, six four. Wow, that's a tall drink of um, water, Mark Paul. It is a tall drink of water, but I think anything above that, and you're limited to certain yeah. things. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, you know, it, it, it used to be like all actors were short. Uh, right. and, and, uh, you know, some of the biggest A-list actors are not very tall people, but if you look at like the, the cast of succession, yeah. uh, by the way, that, that almost everyone on there is six foot four. Oh my God. Nick, Nick uh, Braun, uh, Nick <laughs> Braun, friend, friend of mine, good guy. Dude, yeah. he, Nick Braun is a Gary for sure. He is like a commanding physical presence. He is like, he is very, very tall. <laughs> Never, yeah, I think Nick, Nick's like what six five, six six, maybe something like that. He is he is just a he is he is a, he literally is if is if I could describe his body type, it's Gary. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I don't know. I, I I find if too tall, you're limited, and then too short, you're you're obviously limited as well. Yeah. I think the perfect spot is like six two, mm. maybe six one, six two. <sighs> that does sound nice. Yeah, I, I never yeah, even thought right. of the clothes thing. Like you are limited to your fashions if you're if you're like. Truly, you're you're shopping at a big and tall store. That's what you are. You are both big and tall. If you're six ten. Yeah, but I I I I struggle with with certain fashion stuff like skinny jeans. I I, I can't wear those because I have a pretty big booty yeah. and congratulations, big thighs. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Happy for you. So you you know you, you shop at places that uh, cater to that. Not you don't have to go to big and tall. There's bonobos and things like this. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone struggles with uh, with uh, clothes and and. Body types and yeah. things like this. I don't know. It's no one's happy. Just that's the lesson of the day. No one's happy. No one's How really happy. That? If you find someone who is, guess what, folks? They're lying to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Zach, I have here in my notes. He's like selling Kelly off. Mark Paul, did this bother you at all? That Zach's not like the first time. Not the first time. No, he's like he's like, ooh, you want a date? Like I got. I, you want to date the hot lifeguard? Let me set you up, buddy. It's like whoa, dude. I know. She has no agency. I, I'm so she's she's not like or we're gonna get married at some point, right? You You're are, telling yeah, me you, this. you are going to get married uh, and and according to the reimagining, have a beautiful child. Um but yeah, no, in the meantime, Zach's like literally ready to sell Kelly into seemingly sexual slavery with the tallest man on earth, uh, to get five hundred dollars knocked off the price of a used car. <laughs> Just insane yeah. when you spell it out like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want my future wife dating a six foot ten no. dude. I mean, no. you know, I mean, how are you? How's she ever going to feel comfortable in your arms? You know, when your head is so close to her, she needs someone in another zip code after she's mm. been spooned that way. Uh, I don't. I don't want to know who she's dated. Yeah. Okay. Ever. That's fair enough. All right. Even in this uh, fiction, and here universe. I am selling her to Gary. You're just like Gary. Please take this lady off my hands. Can't you can't have her fast enough. Also, she's mine to give and sell. Um, and we get, uh, 
we get Leon Carosi here, he might have a gambling problem. He's ready to like double his bet over this like news of this guy. He's he has met for what five seconds and now he's working for him. What if Gary's like a criminal and now he's at the Malibu Sands as an employee? Carosi's not crunching those numbers. He's blinded by this gambling. We're here in the dining room, and I love the the uh, the background uh, extra mm. uh, sheet. I, I don't know that she realized we were actually filming at this time. <laughs> she looks directly into the camera, realizes <laughs> that she's looking into the camera, oh. and then turns away. I love moments like that. Yeah. But if you watch in the background of this, uh, the brunette in the background, uh, right behind him. Leon Carosi, she'll kind of look right into the camera right there. Oh, Boom, boom. down oh, the gun. God. Okay, Oop, shit. Yep. Oh, shit, I just looked at the camera. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no let me take a sip of this soda. Yeah. No one will ever notice. I was looking at something 30 years else. later. I was acting. I was looking at something behind the camera. It was a seagull. She uh, just did it again, by the way. She looked again. <laughs> like, I don't understand she why she keeps looking sure at the camera. She wants to make sure it's still there. Um, oh my God, I didn't even notice that, uh, that Gary's little belly is poking out from his t-shirt because it won't fit. That's really funny. Yeah, and the, and, and the pants are too short. They're I, like didn't, I did not even see that. That's really, I, <laughs> I wonder if they gave him small stuff on purpose. Or, I mean, they must have. They knew what they were doing. It's TV. Funny stuff. And Carosi will triple his bet. $1,500 on the line now. All because he met a tall man. Sure, that's a thing normal, healthy adults do. Um, and Kelly is smitten right away. She sees well, Gary. And she's I like, like Gary's Ooh. game, man. Gary's just like, you're the prettiest girl I've ever seen, and I can see all the way to San Diego because I'm so tall. That's what like, I mean. That's he's what, got that's, a really good game, that's, by the way. Oh, uh, stone cold for sure. But like, <laughs> that's what I mean though. When you're, when you are tall, people are going, people are, are going to talk to you about it. So like you, you tall people have lines memorized. Like they are a version of an actor cause they are just in this role every day forever. So yeah, you, uh, Gary, Gary was ready to take that shot as soon as Kelly stepped up to the plate. Two sports. <laughs> And we get this uh, little volleyball montage. Why not? It's montage time. We're at the beach. Let's have some fun. And you'll see that edit uh, I was talking about where you see the same shot three times in a row to the music. That was cool. I I thought that was really cool as a kid, and I, I still think it's cool now. I like it. <laughs> it's a very 80s uh, way of uh, oh, yeah. editing. Yeah. Like the, the, the style of it. It's like, yeah, it very, was very of that time. Certainly birthed from a culture of people doing a ton of cocaine. Like, that was cool. Let's watch it two more times. <laughs> <laughs> right now, right now. <laughs> um, and we're in the uh, Malibu Sands break room for a good old-fashioned whoops. Zach seems thrilled about Kelly and Gary. He could not be happier about what's going on, that Gary's about to go have sex with Kelly <laughs> after they go see a movie. <laughs> He's like, Gary, you sly dog. You you make her call you Zach one time for me, buddy. <laughs> and Carosi is so thrilled to be gambling in the four digits here on a on a weekday. He wants true vengeance. He's out for blood. Slater doing some background reading. Just lost in thought in the background. Reading a newspaper, I guess. <laughs> With Lisa. They're both reading the same newspaper. Okay. Yeah, I find it funny. Like Lisa's a member of, of this yeah. beach club. Like she what is she doing in the in the employees lounge? Well, I mean, Zach obviously is she's forbidden. just hanging out with her friends. but Yeah, Zach's forbidden from dining in the dining room. So Lisa's like, I suppose I'll have to... It's Titanic. She has to go dance with the steerage. And Zach wants to get off work again. I mean, he spent all day playing volleyball. Like, he doesn't know what a job is. He just does not. And there's Screech with a whoops, dropping a big old 
square bottle of water. I'm not sure which company that was. Is that the old Sparklets bottle? I don't know. I've seen those. There's a little bit, probably because the other Sparklets bottle, which is like a, what is it? Like a five gallon? It's a big boy, yeah. That's a medium it's a big boy. boy maybe, yeah. maybe the, yeah, this is a medium boy. I think uh, it might have been too heavy for our, our pal Dustin. Yeah. That's, that was my theory. It also would have sent Gary to like the real hospital. Like it wouldn't have been, I mean, I guess he did go to the hospital, but it would have like dropping, a, dropping one of those, that'll like, compl- that'll shatter your foot. He just had a little break. Well, I mean, this, this feels like a sitcom trope, but yeah. when, when it does drop on his, on his foot, uh, Kelly says, someone call a doctor. Yeah. Like, what is that going to do? I don't know. When somebody says someone call a doctor, I don't know. Why? You're just supposed to, that just looks good on the page. You're not supposed to do that. I I read a thing that in an actual emergency, like not this, not a water ball on the foot, but like something bad happens and there's like a group, and you're the Kelly, you're supposed to look at someone and say, you, you call 911. Because if you just yell like, hey, someone call 911, everyone's going to stand around and be like, duh, I guess someone should. It's like, no, just immediately pick someone, give them the job. So it's like not ambiguous who needs to- Oh, oh, you mean you, you point to the crowd. You point, no, you, I you thought point, you meant- You point to one person in the crowd. Right, you point to someone in and, the crowd and, you're like, and you the, say you. You call 911, sir, oh, in okay. the blue I thought hat. you meant- The person who just got their foot the broken? Person, yeah, like <laughs> Buddy, you call 911, make sure hard. that you're, you're conscious. I don't have time to help you. You've been shot. <laughs> you're going to need to figure some things out. Um, you're on you're your own. To, you're supposed to, it's the thing where if like people hear something bad happening, you just assume- Oh, someone else will take care of that. Um, no, right. you should never assume that. Always call nine one one. There you go. Yeah, I mean, but more podcast advice. Is like, don't don't go to sleep on a concussion. Uh, yeah. If someone gets shot, make sure you single out someone to call nine one one. Good stuff today. I mean, someone call a doctor. I mean, I, I'm I, I have to stick up for doctors here because I'm sure they get stupid fucking calls all the time. Like, mm-hmm. the, can you imagine what the call would be to to uh, Doctor Turtle? Uh, Doctor Turtle, yeah. Um, Screech dropped a water bottle on Gary's foot and he's in a lot of pain. Okay. 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 Uh, come to the hospital. Yeah. Come what the go fuck? to the, like you, what you, else you get? What, what am I going to do on the yeah. phone? Do, do you want to know some movie show times? Do you, it was, were you calling because you thought this was movie phone? Like, what <laughs> do, do you, you want to know the address to yeah. my office? I mean, I'll meet you at, I mean, like, like do you want my lunch order? Get, Cause you're taking up my time right now. <laughs> Stupid! Like if if you need Someone to go to the hospital, yeah. go to the hospital. Don't no, call just, your doctor. It's just for it's just for TV. I don't know. It just is like something. It's something for someone to yell. I mean, it, she could have said, "Oh my God, we have to go to the hospital." Yeah, it looks broken. We got to go to the hospital. Or in the real world, be- uh, like Jesus fucking Christ. That's what a character would yell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Look at your foot, Fuck, dude. <laughs> it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever thinking about the next thing. They're just like shocked and horrified. Um, but there we go. That whoopsie will that whoopsie will take us out of Act Two, right on into Act Three. We have now had consecutive act breaks with injuries. Sure, why not? The beach is dangerous. Um, and we're in the Malibu Sands lobby. Uh, Gary is his foot is in a cast thanks to one Doctor Turtle, uh, who you'll be seeing next week, Mark Paul. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. Like the actual Doctor Turtle. The actual Doctor Turtle. Yeah. None of this. None wow. of this off camera Doctor Turtle. The specter of Dr. Turtle just bandaging foots, feet. That's the plural. Uh, wow. Gary looks, it is just, it looks like, he looks like Gandalf, like next to Kelly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, it looks like Lord that. of the freaking Rings. I mean, come on, folks. The least you could do is sign that thing. Cast, I mean. And we got a fun little scene where they're hiding it. But uh, of course, 
Screech spells of course. Name. Of course it is Screech. <sighs> it always is. That's just um that's just who it is. It's gotta be Screech. So Kurosi says they have to win this game or else they're all fired. Yes. So in the second act, we got a ticking clock. Now we have the ratcheting up of the stakes. Folks, if you don't win this, you're all out of a job. So what? Screw you, dude. This I job sucks. I smell a lawsuit. Yeah. I smell a lawsuit. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. I was more just like, dude, this job is like pretty shitty. Like You, you yell at us all the time. Like I'm at the beach. It's, it, it, it feels like I'm working... At Disneyland, but can't ride the rides or something. Like I'm at the beach, but I'm like stuck here, like serving people mimosas. Like this job is bad. Yeah, but no, this job is awesome. When is do it? you ever see us work? Oh, I guess like, I mean, we don't you're right. work. You're right. It is. It is awesome. <laughs> so I guess it is like a um, a sinecure to use a little vocab word. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It. it <laughs> I smell a lawsuit. You're right. You can't fire someone because they lost the volleyball game you gambled on. Certainly not. Why? I mean, we're, we're going to get to it in this scene. Uh, we're, we're now in the uh, Lisa's beach house. Yeah. Um, Beautiful neon colors. But, the boogie board, Kelly's pajamas. Great stuff. Yeah. There, there's always got to be a boogie board at the beach house to make sure that we inside. know we're at the beach house. Yeah. If I don't see the boogie board inside <laughs> the living room where boogie boards historically go, how am I going to know they're at the beach? <laughs> Sorry, Mark Paul. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, no, I do like when uh, Lisa takes all of Jesse's um, mm. clothes because that's a carryover from the uh, the other episode where we we find out that Jesse is is sloppy, yeah, uh, messy, messy Jesse, as uh, Kelly says, messy and uh, leaves leaves her clothes all over the, uh, the the beach house, and Lisa's had enough, picks them up, throws them right out the door, and then in walk the boys with some pizza. Um, we're looking for a substitute for Gary. Yes. And uh, Screech comes in with three choices. Yeah, yeah. The Goldilocks the, formula. The, the first one threw me off. Mm-hmm. He walks in with a green, pretty big green sucker, a lollipop. Immediately, uh, immediately kind. the question of the day is, what's Screech doing with a lollipop? Like, is this just a weird Dustin, <sighs> he wears, you know, tie-dye suspenders and mismatched shoes? Also, yeah, we are then, tracking. Sorry, just to go back to your roommates thing. I do yeah. like that we're tracking the fact that they are room. Like this feels like a completely different show. All of them sitting around in their PJs and like talking in the living room is truly another sitcom. It is living single, something I, I think I mentioned a week or two ago. Um, but yeah, it's like every it, it feels so foreign to see you guys all like this. But I do like that they're tracking it. The the, the tough roommate situation. Sorry, you're saying screech with a lollipop. To introduce Ava. Yeah, I was disturbed. Uh, in walks this four-year-old, uh, Ava. Yes. Um, where's her parents? Where's her parents? That's the first the, thing I said. Where the hell where are her the parents? F- where are her parents? Who is this little girl? Yeah. So I'm going to paint you a picture, Mark Paul. Uh, someone lures a small child to a remote location in the dark with a large lollipop. What happens next? Is it good? Is it good for the kid? Is it good for anyone? This sounds like another PSA. Yeah. Oh my God. You you thought concussions and convertibles were the real danger? Nope. <laughs> it's large lollipops, folks. That'll do the most damage. That can ruin a life forever. Uh, um, oh Ava, by the Lord. way, played by one Tiffany Taubman. Uh, she was also in Jean-Claude Van Damme's Nowhere to Run with a young Kieran Culkin. Speaking of succession, everything's oh, yeah. connected. Yeah, I do have that in my notes. His second where, choice where are her, where is Ida. Are her parents? Uh, who I, I picked this up on IMDb. I did not do this math. This was in the goofs section of IMDb. Screech says, Screech says she played, that's a tongue twister, 
In the 1936 Olympics, volleyball wasn't in the Olympics until 1964. So that was a goof from IMDb. Hmm. IMDb got it. Look at you. I, I did the, the smallest amount of extra leg work. So you're saying that that choice threw you that an, an old lady showed up in like a wrestling? No, center? no, no. They, no, no, no. I, I appreciated her uh, jersey. It's number 23, Jordan's yeah. Uh, yeah. jersey, um, which is weird. Like we're crossing over basketball, volleyball. Now someone, you know, you know anything with a ball. Elizabeth Bass made a decision. Yeah, um, but no, it was the original. Like, it was the, um, the 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 previous uh, yeah. uh, little Ava participant. The so little Ava. Have a scary movie. Um, Even the way she's dressed, she looks like a little doll came to life. It's like this is. She looks like creepy, the girls dude. at the end of the hallway in yeah. The Shining. Oh my god! Like one of those. At, yeah, the one of the Shining twins. To, if there were two Avas. I am hopping in my Mustang and I'm getting the hell out of California. This is like too scary. That would have been funny. Actually, I would. That would have been funny if you had two. Yeah, that would have been fun. Also, hey, if you stack them on top of each other, they're almost half a Pete or half a Greg. There What's you his go. name? There you I already go. forgot, Gary. My brain is falling apart. Um, and speaking of Pete, that's why. Big Pete, played by Brian Cooper. Uh, this will not be Big Pete's last appearance. We'll see Big Pete again. Well, Big Pete is a regular yeah. at Bayside. I see him in the background all the time. Yeah, he will be, but he will, he will be back with like story. Like he will be in stories, not oh. just in the background. Oh, really? Like in an episode where yeah. he's a he, oh, he's he's okay. he's more of a figure than like I think this was a toe in the water of like let's throw this guy some dialogue, which happens sometimes. Sometimes you can be so good in the background that someone will be like, "Hey, we should bring him to the foreground. Let's see what they can do." And and just like that, I give him a slap on the back to uh, you know welcome him to the the team. Yeah. I love his line. Ow! Damn. I'm telling. Yeah. Very Little, um, I I chuckled. Yeah, it's good. It's good. This type of nebbish, nerdy, so delicate character. But what I don't understand is, okay, if we're looking for a replacement for Gary, yeah. tall Gary, yes. why don't we just find volleyball players? There's a thousand of them at the beach playing volleyball right now. Like, Why can't we just go to them, hire them? Right. Say, look, we're going to hire you for Malibu Sands. Yeah. We, uh, long story, but we need to win a, a volleyball game. <laughs> That's a short story, you know? honestly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Couldn't and be a shorter get, story. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and do it that way. Like, yeah. wh- why is that option not on the table? I don't know. Because the answer is they're not really trying to replace Gary. They're trying to um, fill a scene of action and moves to lead to Stacy. Uh, yes. That's why. It's uh, yeah. I forgot. We're we're it's, it's we're making by the bell. We're, yeah. the, like, you, you, you There's can't, no. Look, it's all, it's all, it's all mathematics, write. Mark Paul. It's just math. We need a scene full of moves to get us to the point where Stacy jumps in and is. This is the beginning of Stacy being one with the gang, a part of the gang. God, Pete looks great in his little uniform. Love that. Um, they're all reading newspapers. Is this what kids did? Sat. Oh, I guess they're reading it for the want ads, right? But Slater was reading yeah, a newspaper in the last scene. <laughs> um, I have here in my notes, Mark Paul, all caps, a telegram, question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, set it up. Zach comes running into the <laughs> Yeah, in case you didn't do the homework. Lounge. In case you didn't yeah. do this homework while they're all looking, they're pouring over the, by the way, they're not reading the want ads. Like Slater's clearly reading a, a story. There's <laughs> like large pictures and paragraphs. Um, Zach comes in waving this telegram. Dear losers, uh, you know, just a mean, nasty telegram from North Beach. From the boys over the North Beach yeah, guys. From yeah, your, 
from your friends, Tad and Ted. Pogue Rivals. Or, Pogue or Poke, we don't really know ourselves. Our driver's license says you decide. Um, this is cuckoo. Fax machines surely could have replaced the device of a frickin' telegram in the year 1991? That seems insane to me for my money. Even a handwritten note in blood or something. A telegram? This, what year is this? Did it not bother you as much as it, it jarred me? It bothers me now, but I'm wondering why it didn't bother me then. Because I wouldn't even know like, what the process of filling out a telegram. Like, Where do you get a telegram? Do you have to go to Western, Western Union? Union? You'd have to go to a new location. Like, it would be so easy just to like... This doesn't get delivered to you then. It does get delivered, yeah. But you would like you would have to go. Somebody to, hands like, it to you. I, I mean, I think the way the if I again to go back to the are future, you being served? A back telegram? to the future is, like, is that- how I is my frame of reference for everything. <laughs> so at the end of Back to the Future, two, Marty gets a telegram. So yes, you you someone physically like hands it and delivers it to you. That's correct. So somebody from Western Union, yeah, a, a representative is driving a car, sure, or a courier. or, He's or a courier. moped, yeah. a courier. Yeah, courier. or a courier, as you courier. say, a courier, a courier. courier, however you want to say it. Sure. Okay, I say courier, you say courier. I don't know. I guess um, I do. <laughs> but so you get served a telegram. That's yeah. scary. Like I wouldn't delivered. take it. I, you get delivered. You get you delivered. You, like some delivery. some it's random like guy or, yeah. or woman walks up to you yes. and says, "I have a telegram." I'm not. I'm not taking it. By the yeah. way. I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. I'm not taking anything from you. I don't want to be served. Are you Mark Paul? It was are you a, Zach Morris? No, I'm not. It was a different not. time. It was a different time, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, less stranger danger. Convertibles were fine. Um, but no, I just, like, my bump was like, fax machines existed, certainly. Like, I, I, this just feels like, um, just feels too old-timey. It just does. It's like a telegram. Well, this feels, and we've always said this, we go back to how cartoonish the right. show can be. Yeah. And a telegram... Is a cartoon. Was, it's like Acme. I mean, yeah. It's like yeah. It's like the yeah. Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. It's like this this like sense of like things are being delivered in carriages with horses. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it worked. So there you Zach's, go. Uh, Zach pulls a false flag operation, as it were. He was the one that sent the nasty telegram, and we are here, the main event on the beach. You guys drew a crowd of like seven um, for the big game. Pretty exciting stuff. I have here that Kelly's shorts uh, look, to me, like the opening credit art. Uh, that style of art is called Memphis Design. Um, I just thought that was cool. I like all your shorts. And then we like get, everyone, I like the way everyone's dressed. I think even, even Pete's pulling down a cool outfit. <laughs> yeah, see those, um, that, uh, the, the fluorescent yellow Quicksilver yeah. shorts. I, I, I believe those were my personals, and if not, they became mine. Ah, they, 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 so they, they, were, were, they I, would I, be, they're your personals one way or the other, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Pete pulls out uh, of of the tournament because he claims he has blisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, you're wearing shoes and socks. Yes, on sand. Yes. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. You're gonna get blisters. You might get blisters there. I mean, it, so again, to talk about the mathematics of of all this stuff, it's like we didn't even need Pete. <laughs> Pete was like, Pete was introduced and gone almost immediately. It was just to bridge a little bit of time so Stacy could, you know, show up at the last minute. She does. She's part of the gang. And Gary's here. Big tall Gary's yeah. in the background. He's lounging on a he's uh, on a on a chaise lounge. Yeah. Chaise? Chaise. I think it's just Chaise. Chaise. I think Chaise. Chaise lounge. 
chaise, chaise lounge. lounge. A, a lounger chair. We're doing great at English a courier, this week. A courier on a chaise lounge. Yeah, if you're if you're tracking the podcast, <laughs> we're good at numbers, math, and letters and words. All of our strong suits this particular and, week. But Gary, here's, here's where I'm going to call a foul. And it's on Gary. And it hits mm-hmm. his cast. Mm. You would never mm. put your cast mm-hmm. in the sand no. like that. Because you're going to have that thing on for a couple mm. weeks. Yeah. You get sand in there. Oh, man, that sucks. And, I didn't even think about that. Oh, it's the Ooh. worst. And he's got his foot, like Just, he's got his non-cast foot up on the yes. Uh, lounger. Yes. But his foot is actually in the sand. Yeah. Right there. The, no good. Well, there might be the seam showing between uh, Gary the character and the actor behind the man. I'm sure as a very tall dude, he's probably just used to that style of foot placement on a lounge chair. You know, like I'm sure I'm sure that's like what you do. You kind of let one foot dangle. So maybe he was just doing what felt natural. But you're right. Either that he's never had a broken foot or broken anything before because you don't want to get any water or any sand or anything in your cast. Yeah. No, I'm sure he's worried like a racehorse. Like if he breaks a large limb, they'll just take him out back and shoot him. If I were him, I'd be I'd be walking around real careful. After two weeks, that thing's gonna get funky, start stinking. Mm. Oof. God, Kelly's I, gonna be like, "What's that smell?" He'll be like, "Nothing. Don't worry about it." <laughs> She's so close to my foot, though. <laughs> yeah, why are you smelling my feet, you weirdo? <laughs> oh my god. Um, and yeah, this uh, Gary is in on the action here. He is like still in the background, both for the gang's final powwow. You can see his face just poking out behind your shoulders. He's like in the shot still. So silly. Um, I love the wardrobe. There's a guy in the background. Remember yes. the, um, he's, he's, he's wearing like a, a fluorescent yellow uh, zip up with pink shorts and a white tank top that says bum on it. Yes. I, I, I bet that said beach bum or something like that. Um, I love the style back then. Yeah. It looks good. It it all still weirdly looks like everything on the screen right now in terms of clothes. I feel like you could literally go to the beach and see today. Like Saved by the Bell fashion looped back around in a in a very specific way. And Lisa has a job here. She is going to keep score over the game. Seems like something the staff would do, but why not? Let's give it to a member. If I'm paying all these dues at the beach club, I'm like, no, I'm not. These are my friends, but I'm going to sit back and enjoy the game. I'm not I'm not flipping these numbers around. Uh, and Stacy will play mind games with Eric Dane at the net. Everyone kind of dangling romance in the air to get the drop on folks. That's a fun thing to do. And look at those shorts that Eric Dane was wearing. Massimo yeah. shorts. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> way way ahead of their time, just printing large font right over the crotch area. It's forward thinking. <laughs> Certainly attention grabbing. I used to play a little bit of beach volleyball. That's actually where I first met my wife. Um Playing beach volleyball at, uh, at in a beach here in SoCal, um, but uh, one of the Polk brothers uh, does a sky ball on a serve. I used to hate when people did that. Mm. It's such a it, it, it's a good move, but in my because you know obviously it's hard to hit a ball that's hit that high. Yeah, but in 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 other terms, it could be a dick move. A dick uh, move, which sure. yeah, not which sportsmanlike. Is, you know. No, it's not sportsmanlike, but it you know it, it falls in line with the Polk brothers or the Pogue brothers, the the P brothers. This is like a you guys really are playing. I mean, there's a lot of volleyball in this game. If we want to talk about adventure episodes, I'm certainly feeling the adventure of this this match. 
And we get more of those edits, those one, two, three cuts. Just fun stuff in the editing room. It is so silly that the weight, like what is North Beach playing for? Do they, do they have something on the line? Like they must have their own story. I guess they're just playing for pride and because they want to bed Stacy. And Zach taking Eric Dane out with one volleyball. <laughs> He'll go to I'll the have to bring that later. up whenever I see Eric. Yeah. Hey, buddy, how's, like, that, how's that I've... shoulder? Dummy. <laughs> be like, what? Are you okay, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> North Beach sucks. Um, those Quicksilver shorts are cool. Man, those are, that's, those are good stuff. Slow motion. Yeah, this is a very 80s, certainly on the shoulders of Top Gun uh, volleyball sequence. Speaking 40 minutes ago of tiny people in Hollywood. And yeah, the gang wins. Hell yeah. Hooray. I don't know if you noticed that or not, though, but uh, Stacy Carosi and Zach Morris hug at the end. Mm. And then, uh, you know, kind of pull apart going, oh, that was inappropriate. I didn't, I didn't notice that that was a... Let me, let me see that again. Did yeah. they... Watch this. Watch. This is the first time. Yeah, we give it a little hug. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Ah, yes, that is that is good acting. Oh my god, I didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't even see there was oh it, it blink and you'll miss it, but there was some acting there. Because of nuance, nuance setting that up. Ah, yes. Well, you did give her like an aggressive hug. You she was probably like, hey, buddy, come on, don't shake the merchandise. She see, I, I mean, I I think she it was consensual. She it was consensual, be, but you, you, know, you guys got lost in the moment. But you had the power there. Let's not lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, talk about talk about things you don't want to put in the sand. By the way, how about you don't throw the keys to my car up in the air at the beach because the sand's not coming out of those keys either. Uh, but you know, hopefully Zach will catch it. It's a freeze frame. We'll never know. And that's the episode, Mark Paul. You want to you? It's like Price is Right. Although you didn't really win a car, you just no won the opportunity to buy a car to for purchase less it money. for five hundred dollars less. Insane. The Mc- but granted, about, he just math. made triple his money, so he bet fifteen hundred dollars. Oh god! I basically won the car for five hundred dollars. Well, but he's not selling it to you for. He's like he's only discounting five hundred dollars off the price. Like Carosi, right. I believe, still. He yeah. Ow, this is hurting my brain. It's like he sold the car at full price and also got a thousand dollars. That's the number. Okay. I think. If you say so. I do. I say so. Um, that's the episode. We do have one for next week. It's called Operation Zach. I've already said a little bit about it, but uh, you're going to the hospital, Mara Paul. That's, that's the headline. Okay. I mean, I, I, I saw a, a piece of it on my Hulu, and uh, I, I saw that it opens up in the Max, and, and uh, Screech had a blonde wig on. I can't wait. It seems exciting. Oh, my exciting. God. It's like you've already seen it. Oh, my God. It's like you don't even need to watch it, uh, but you will. Honestly, though. <laughs> I I I I saw that. I go. Wait, what is going on here? Why would he be wearing? What is? What is what? What? What year is this? I, I, I smell smoke. Am I having some kind of seizure or stroke? Uh, no, you are watching Saved by the Bell. Those things can feel like the same. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listeners. We'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence Thirteen. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening. <laughs>